Hello everyone and welcome to the Dead Letter Movie Podcast. This is a little bonus episode for you, recorded on March 9th, 2023. I'm Andrew and it's just me today, and I will be talking about what I would vote for for the Oscars this year. This is the 95th Annual Academy Awards. They will be happening on Sunday, just a few days. And yeah, I am unsure what this is going, what how this is all going to shake out. I don't know if we're going to have too many surprises this year. Like I said when we did our Best Picture rundown, I kind of compared every movie to everything, everywhere, all at once. And I don't know if that tells you something. Like, that may tell you this wasn't, like, that particularly strong a year of movies. And so figuring out what wins is a little bit easier than normal. But who knows? Um, So I'm going to go through a number of the categories that I'd seen all the nominees for and kind of tell you my thoughts. I didn't see everything, but I saw a good amount this year. So I figured I could do a quick little bonus episode for you guys before the big night. So Best Picture, um, Tim and I covered that in two episodes. So you can look those up. But uh, I would vote for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Um, My second pick would probably be Banshees of Inishirin, and maybe with Women Talking or The Fablemans for third place. Um, There are a couple movies that I would have switched out. Personally, I probably would have taken, I would not have nominated something like Top Gun or even Avatar Way of Water. I would have been, I think, personally, that After Sun or Nope could have taken taken their places. But that's just my personal feelings. Um, I totally understand why people like the, the Top Gun thing. It's just not my kind of flick. But yeah, same with Avatar. But I understand why they were nominated and why they're popular. So moving on, Best Director. Um, I'm pretty sure it's going to go to the Daniels for Everything Everywhere All at Once. I would think the closest possible upset would be my, uh, Martin McDonough for Banshees. But it's also possible that Todd Field might sneak one in for Tar. Um, I actually really like Todd Field. He made two movies I'm a big fan of, In the Bedroom and Little Children. I was less impressed with Tar, but I talked about that in the previous episode, so it's not a bad movie. I just kind of overhyped it, so in a couple years I might rewatch it and see how I feel. All right, Best Actor. Um, I'm pretty sure this is Brendan Fraser's year. I'm be honest. I would if I. I'm not 100% sure if he's who I would vote for though. Um, if I was voting with my head, I would vote vote for. Um, Paul Mescal for After Sun, um, but I'm if I was voting with my heart, it would probably be Brandon Fraser, and I wouldn't be surprised if that's what happens. Um, Austin Butler also has a good chance. Um, sadly, I don't know if Colin Farrell's gonna make it across the finish line, but you know he's done good, and he's probably going to have another chance down the line. Best Actress, I'm pretty sure this is Michelle Yeoh's year, and frankly, that is also who I would vote for. Although Kate Blanchett is, of course, Kate Blanchett, and she is never someone to ignore. Um, I do, however, with I do, however, want to say that Anna de Armas for Blonde was actually a very good performance, and in a movie that probably got more hate than it deserved. And uh, Andrian, and uh, I did see two Leslie and Andrea Risenborough or Riseborough. I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, she did do a great job, and I can understand why she made it in. Um, however, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be Michelle Dio's year for that. Um, as for Best Supporting Actor, this is the one that's like the most stacked. Um, I'm pretty sure Kehoi Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once is gonna win because he's been really doing well in the playoffs. But there is the chance that, um, you know, someone like Judd Hirsch might win. Um, I think, uh, Brandon Gleason and Barry Koenig from Banshees is probably, they would probably cancel each other out. And Brian Tyree Henry from Causeway is actually really, really good. 
I am, that's, this is one of those cases, like, if I voted with, with my head, I'd probably vote for him, but chances are, I think, uh, Kwan is probably going to take it, and to be honest, I'd probably, there's a really good chance I'd vote for him, too, so, yeah, as for Best Supporting Actress, this is also really stacked, um, in a lot of ways, so, fun, fun little fact, uh, two of the nominees were in Poker Face, <laughs> um, and two, well, separate episodes of Poker Face, but I thought that was interesting. Um, Angela Bassett is probably, if I voted with my heart, who I would vote for. She's really good in Wakanda Forever, um, but if I'm voting with my head, I'd probably go with Stephanie Sue, who I think also has a good chance of winning, but, uh, Carrie Condon probably stands a good chance there, too. Um, so Best Original Screenplay is the one that, I think, I think it's obviously gonna be Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, that's not like the surest thing to me because banshees is also extremely well written and martin mcdonough is very well known for being a writer it's a script that is the most like his theater work so i think that counts for something um but i would say it's probably between those two but i suspect that daniels will win for everything everywhere adapted screenplay is actually difficult for me to really figure out um i think like I don't know. I can't, I have a hard time imagining the sequels, Glass Onion and Top and Top Gun, really getting there. And I'm not 100% sure about uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, although not a bad adaptation. It adds something extra, um, but at the same time, Tim and I were both kind of like, this is missing out on some of the big points, so I, that may hurt it. Um, if I vote, if I could vote for this, I would vote for Women Talking because I just really like that movie, and I and that stuck with me for quite a while. Going into a couple of other ones real quick um, before I finish up, um, there's a Best Original Score. This one's also kind of difficult for me to go with, but it's probably going to everything everywhere all at once, although Babylon had a really good score, even though that movie was, it was, had a little bit less to desire. Best Sound, I kind of get the feeling it's probably going to go to Elvis. Production Design, I don't know, that's probably going to go to Avatar The Way of Water. It's not bad. Elvis stands a chance there, so does Babylon. Best film editing, I feel like it should go to everything everywhere all at once, but Elvis stands a chance there. And as for visual effects, um, probably going to Avatar. And, you know, probably deservedly so, even though I'm not, like, super into those movies. Um, but I wanted to finish off with the animated categories. And so um, for best animated short, um, I you can actually find a number of these streaming online. And... I'm pretty sure The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse is going to win. That's on the Apple TV+. Plus. Um, it is very, you know, it's probably the easiest one for people to watch, and that often is a thing that helps things get across the line there. Um, it's a very good movie, a very good short. I enjoyed it a lot, but if I voted, I would vote for Ice Merchants, which is, you can find that on YouTube. It's on the New Yorker's channel, and it is about 15 minutes with no dialogue. It's a story about a a father and son who live on a mountainside and they sell ice to ice to the people in the town in the valley and uh, some stuff happens and it's only like I said it's only 15 minutes and with no dialogue and I felt so many you know emotions in it that it's just a feat of master storytelling and is definitely worth your time and it's only 15 minutes so go seek that out and check it out um, and as for animated feature um, I'm fairly, I don't, this is kind of hard to tell, but I kind of think Pinocchio, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, there were three Pinocchio movies last year, but I think Guillermo's is probably going to be the one that's going to end up winning, which is, of the five, my fourth <laughs> ranked one. Um, uh, if I voted, I would vote for Turning Red, that came out in, that came out uh, 
early last year and ended up being the animated movie I compared everything to. And I think that it had a lot more going for it than Guillermo's version of the classic tale. Um, although I do think the putting it during, if setting it during fascist Italy is an interesting addition. Marcel, the shell with shoes on, um, would be like my second pick. I really like that. Um, it's very cute. And, uh, and then in third place, I would say Puss in Boots, The Last Witch, and then, <laughs> and then Pinocchio, and then Sea Beast. Sea Beast isn't bad. Um, it just didn't really click with me like the other ones. Uh, Pinocchio is, it's okay. The songs didn't really land for me. And I think part of that is because they didn't really have song people. I mean, like the music is by um, Displa, who I, who I like a lot, but he is not a song guy, he's a score guy. And the lyrics were done by like Guillermo and a couple of other people. So if they had gotten like a songwriting team, maybe that would have helped the songs land a little bit better. But yeah, the funny thing about animated feature is that there's actually a lot of them have a few things in common with each other. So, I mean, the, obviously there's Pinocchio and that has, you know, some bleed over with Puss in Boots. There's, I mean, uh, the Shrekverse version of Pinocchio shows up in Puss in Boots. Uh, there's also a, you know, it's literally called Ethical Bug in Puss in Boots, but we have Sebastian J. Cricket or, you know, the Jiminy equivalent in both movies, which I found interesting. Uh, the Sea Beast and Pinocchio both feature someone getting eaten by a monster and hanging out inside it for a little bit. It's the Sea Beast turning red and Puss in Boots um, featured, you know, fighting a large monster. I felt that was... Uh, interesting how all the nominees had something in common with Marcel being maybe the only outlier other than the fact that you know a lot of animated things feature small things talking but yeah I don't know if that's enough but anyway those are my thoughts we're gonna find out in just a few days what's gonna win uh yep not a bad year perhaps there's been better when I think when I think about movies that probably deserved you know more attention you know I would think about you know after sun and decision to leave and also nope and like i said on our best picture episodes i felt that uh the menu would have been more deserving of a best of a best original screenplay nomination than triangle of sadness but all in all not a bad year and we'll see what shakes out and uh thanks for listening everybody and we'll see you next time bye